1: Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. My name is Kelly Scanlon, and I'm the publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Sheila Owenberg. She is the founder of the Sorella Group, and she's going to talk to you about what that company does, what her entrepreneurial journey has been, and where she sees the Sorella Group going in the next several years. Welcome to the show today, Sheila. Hi. Thank you for having me let's talk about the sorella group tell us what it does
0: we are a specialty carpentry company uh, based in lenexa kansas and we work throughout the united states we furnish and install uh, specialty construction which include toilet partitions operable partitions and uh, furnish and install finished carpentry and rough carpentry which would be cabinet storage frames hardware backing blocking that kind of thing
1: Okay. So you do a lot of interior work then? Mostly interior and all commercial. Okay. So commercial, interior work, and you pretty much cover the gamut when it goes to when it comes to that. What inspired you to start the Sorella group? What were the circumstances that led up to that? Well, I
0: was a project manager for another uh, for a general contractor. And they were changing their business model so I decided that I wanted to just you know do it be a subcontractor of some kind and really started out in the basement of my house and I don't know that I that I thought I was going to leave there uh, but about six months later I uh, had a lot of product coming in and I had to find some office space and we just had an accelerated business plan <laughs> in about six months.
1: How did you go about then building the business? Because obviously you didn't think it was going to happen as fast as it did. So, okay, now I'm in business for myself. This is actually operating. And sometimes you get caught, and a lot of entrepreneurs have that happen, and things just take off faster than they anticipated. And then all of a sudden they get this growth and they have to learn how to manage it, or they have that initial growth spurt, and then it kind of tapers off. So tell us about how you grew the business.
0: Well, we really started out only doing work with customers that we had that we knew or that had a, a you know a reputation, really somebody that we knew. And it started out with we were only going to supply three items, and that was toilet partitions, lockers, and toilet accessories. And then we would have customers that were really good to us. You know, call and ask us if we could add could you could you provide this or could you provide that can you provide labor and then it, it led into can you work in california can you work in washington <laughs> dc can you travel with us so really it, it has been requests of our customers with really good relationships that we've had and we've just adapted we have it has been 11 years of adapting
1: <laughs> yeah, what is, what is that thing you can all the planning in the world and uh you know it it's just you have to plan but then you have to be prepared to shift as well. Uh I heard a great phrase a while back that calls shift happens. <laughs> and it sounds like that's kind of been your 11-year-old story. What prepared you for business ownership? You mentioned that you had been working in the industry, but was there were there any other influences? Did you have entrepreneurial influences growing up, or in any other way? I did not.
0: I did not have um, any any entrepreneurial uh, folks in my family, and it was. I, I think it was. I, I said after the first year that I was in business, and I continue to say, "Wow, I didn't know what I didn't know," mm-hmm. and. It was a lot of classes, you know, any, any type of um, meetings that they have talking about business and, you know, getting out and meeting people and trying to learn everything that I could possibly learn about so many different areas being a, a business owner.
1: Sure. Was, was there any particular organization or resource that helped you the most?
0: I would say the subcontractors' association um, helped me the most in when it comes to contracts and managing business, that type of thing. And I've had you know several people throughout the construction industry that I you can call up on any day and ask, "What do you think about this?" or "What do you think about that?" Business references anywhere from banking to insurance, that type of
1: stuff. Sure. And Kansas City is a great place to get assistance i i feel like at least over the last 25 years that that resource pool has grown and that people are really uh excited to help you for the most part and uh, obviously too the industry resources like you just mentioned did you find anything um obviously you know you said you didn't have the entrepreneurial background and so you had, had to learn as you went along, especially with a lot of the nuts and bolts, it sounds like. But was there anything about business ownership that especially surprised you? I think that it,
0: you know, the way that const, the way that uh, you know, labor laws and you know, th- those types of things constantly change anywhere from the health insurance to um, contract law by state, those types of things and, and how, how one keeps up with those things especially as a small business owner having to you know, read, read and, and know people that tell you, oh, don't forget that this changed or that changed or yeah, and, tax law, that type of stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah, and especially in your industry, it would seem like you'd have to be very careful about um, safety issues and labor law issues that that would be a huge deal for you. Um, speaking of people, you know, how do you develop the people in your organization what, what, what do you do to keep good people? Because it seems like other people in the construction industry that I talk to have a really hard time getting skilled labor and being able to keep good people.
0: Right. Uh, skilled labor in the field-wise, we, um, we, we now have an operations manager who works diligently to recruit and to train and to get – uh the field the field workers in in a position to where they're doing and they're they're ex- you know they're doing what they want to do and then they excel in certain areas um a lot of them because we do travel we have a, a younger crew and a lot of those guys get to travel and see things that they wouldn't otherwise see
1: ah so a little bit of a perk there yeah uh, yeah what do you think has been your secret weapon you know that that secret sauce or factor that has allowed the Sorella Group to continue to succeed?
0: I think a lot, a lot of it is customer service, and most of the work that we do is some form of government work. Mm-hmm. And along with government work, there's a lot of paperwork and a lot sure. of rules to know, and we're really good rule followers. I think that <laughs> is... Which, in, in the, you know, customer service-wise, it really helps when we turn all of our paperwork in and we know what it is and know what all certifications we have to have. It is, um, yeah, we, we do really well with that.
1: So over the last 11 years, you know, as you've mentioned, you've had to adapt. You've had to change. Uh, nothing has stayed the same. What have you been most proud of, though? What, what do you think has been one of your biggest achievements?
0: One of the biggest achievements as a business for Sorella Group is, I want to say, right now, the New Orleans Airport is a project that we're very proud of. We worked, uh, it took, you know, airports take a very long time to actually happen, and it is, it's a large project, and it's pretty intense and, you know, we we, stayed, we stuck with it, and it took us about, I want to say, we started working on it about five years ago.
1: Mm. And how long did that take, that project?
0: So the project is still underway. We we oh, we will actually, we started there, uh, our boots on the ground with the full crew will be uh, the end of December, beginning of January, and we won't be done for about 18 months.
1: Okay. Uh, now, are you, is, Airport work—something that the Sorella Group does a lot of—is this the first time you have worked on an airport, and that's why you're excited about having um, retained the account? Or, no, or we—yeah,
0: we've worked on several airports, just not one this large.
1: I see. Okay, and how did you get into that business? I mean, you don't wake up one morning and say, oh, I think I'm just going to go after airports. How did that happen?
0: Yes, that did not happen. (laughs) Uh, We had a customer. We had a customer that was working. They were working on an airport and said, do you guys want to work on this? And we really hesitated a little because it was a bigger project for us at the time. It was probably eight years ago. kind of got together and, and strategized and said yeah we're, we're going to give it a shot it was a big job for us then and we went for it and, and then you we get on those lists where we've already worked on on airports we're already mm-hmm. experienced we've already done the background checks we've already done all of the paperwork mm-hmm. and then we just have done one after another
1: yeah and would you say then that that's something that you do most of your work in in that area these days or is, is it more spread out more diversified?
0: Mm, I would say from a volume perspective, about 40% of our work is airports.
1: Okay, so a significant amount. Yes. Yeah. Um, We we talked about, uh, you know, getting started and a few of the growing pains and so forth, but when you think about your business on a day-to-day basis, you know, running your business day in and day out, what is a recurring kind of challenge that you face that just doesn't seem to? I, I guess you could even say it goes along with the territory because it's something that's just constantly there. What What do you find there?
0: Personally, my my biggest challenge is letting go and mm. and letting other folks within the company do their job. I I've had to have I I haven't had to have that conversation. They've had to have that conversation with me. Uh, well, you hired us to do this. Now let us do our job
1: because yeah.
0: it's you know my baby and it's you know something that I is my has been my life for the last eleven years and it's you know letting go. But you know hiring we've hired the right people in the right place and now it's time. So
1: yeah, what what was it that finally? I know you said they talked to you. Your your staff talked to you, but what was it that finally? was the um, catalyst, the, the thing that said, okay, they're absolutely right. What, so, and where I'm going here is a lot of times people don't listen or aren't ready to make a change until they feel pain. <laughs> Did you get to a particular uh, part of your, uh, in your business where it's like, okay, they're right. I cannot take another 90-hour week or, or something like that that finally forced your hand to say, I have to trust these people
0: luckily no. Uh it was more of are we going to grow or are we going to stay right where we're at? And that that decision had to be made of what direction we want to go, do we want to stay right where we're at or am I I'm in the middle of everything or am I going to or am I going to let everybody do their thing and trust that it's going to happen?
1: Yeah. You know, and that's a very common situation that business owners find themselves in because they start out being the chief cook, bottle washer, uh Expert and whatever they 're delivering and and they just they control everything you know they 're at the top, spinning the plates they're uh, doing everything pretty much, and they start hiring people and It is hard to let go, as you said it 's your baby, but you hit the nail on the head there when you despite your best intentions, you really become an obstacle to the company with that approach, and you can 't grow and so what would be your advice to business owners who really, really struggle now that you've been through it? That really, really struggle with that letting go part. Um, how how would you even tell them to get started doing it?
0: I would say the first thing would be the vetting process in the employees that you're going to hire, making sure that they, that you've hired the right people because you don't want to let go. To the wrong person, and then have to clean up messes.
1: Mm-hmm. That yeah, that just reinforces thing. that you shouldn't have let go, right?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and
0: so, yes, making sure that you have the right people, and then making sure that your policies and procedures are in place, so that you can push that vision down to everybody that you now have on your team. If you okay. don't have policies and procedures in place, then you're not—you're just setting yourself up for failure.
1: Yeah. And they don't know what's, in setting the expectations, because they don't know what you want them doing. <clears throat> they can't read your mind. Right. And how about the checking in part, you know, the, the accountability and so forth? Um, what, what's your philosophy on that?
0: I am not big on shadowing people or hovering over people I should say I am good with tell me what I need to know give me enough information so that I know what is going on and you know if I'm going to get a phone call from somebody I would rather hear it from you than them first so I at least know what those you know at least I should say a bad phone call not that I get those very often but you know you don't want to be caught off guard in that sense you know give me enough information to know what's going on um, good or bad.
1: Exactly, what do you think the future holds for the Sorella group?
0: I think that the construction industry is great throughout the United States. I think that it's great in Kansas City right now with a new airport coming and everything that comes along with that from development. I think that it, I think that growth and you know giving back hopefully along with the growth that we have, we're one of our philosophies is giving back to the community and hopefully we can. You know, take that and, and run with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Why do you? And, you know, I, I find that in talking to a lot of Kansas City entrepreneurs, that giving back to the community is a high priority. Why do you feel that way?
0: I think that um, I think that I was put in this place for a reason, and um, you know, hoarding hoarding people and hoarding money is not one of them. And I just you know, giving I, it's very important. It's important to you know give back to. Um, those that don't have what we have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you come from that uh, mentality of abundance, then um, I firmly believe that more comes, you know, uh, rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing. So uh, if you could offer a first-time entrepreneur just one piece of advice, what would it be?
0: One piece of advice for an entrepreneur
1: Maybe something you wish you'd have known when you got started.
0: I would say that what we've talked about—that things are going to change. So when mm. when things when things don't turn out exactly like you expected them to turn out, don't freak out because be prepared to for things to change.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know sometimes they change for the better. You know, yeah, it, 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 you you look back and you're really happy you didn't go back go down that original path that you thought was calling you. So, so, sometimes it's a good thing. Uh any any last um thoughts about your industry or about um entrepreneurship here in Kansas City as we close up today?
0: I think like you you said earlier entrepreneurship and the support in Kansas City is is great and if you're starting a business or thinking about starting a business there are so many people um you know to reach out to and I believe you know, most most everybody's very very giving with their information and direction and help so don't be afraid to ask
1: yeah, don't go, go, don't go it alone. And as one very wise entrepreneur once told me, if you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> you might get yeah. a no, but you'll never get a yes if you don't ask. <laughs> so that's, that's that's wise advice. Uh, and if someone would like to talk with you some more, if they'd like to learn more about what you do uh, or just have a conversation with you, how would they do that? They could uh, call or email at over here at
0: the Cirella Group.
1: Okay, and is that on your website?
0: Oh, yes, and, uh, yeah, www.sorellagroup.com, and that's S-O-R-E-L-L-A-G-R-O-U-P.com.
1: Okay, com. You can go there and get the information, and if you'd like to chat with Sheila, uh, give her a call, send her an email, and uh, she'd be happy to have that conversation. Sheila, thank you so much for sharing about your company today, and we wish you much success. Uh, please stay in touch. Okay, thank you, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.